Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn 290. Press on, press on, ye sons of light, untiring in your holy fight, still treading each temptation down and battling for a brighter crown. Hymn 290. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and from the homepage, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and follow it through to the place that says click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you'll find the readings for tonight. Our theme tonight is Lawlessness Has Consequences but the faithful shall endure to the end and prosper. And the readings will now be given by Gary. I will read from the Bible. Matthew. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, 
Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. First Thessalonians Furthermore, then, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, 
but let us watch and be sober. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. This material world is even now becoming the arena for conflicting forces. On one side, there will be discord and dismay. On the other side, there will be science and peace. The breaking up of material beliefs may seem to be famine and pestilence, want and woe, sin, sickness, and death, which assume new phases until their nothingness appears. These disturbances will continue until the end of error when all discord will be swallowed up in spiritual truth. The ages are burdened with material modes, hypnotism, microbes, x-rays, and ex-common sense occupy time and thought. And error, given new opportunities, will improve them. The most just man can neither defend the innocent nor detect the guilty unless he knows how to be just. And this knowledge demands our time and attention. The mental stages of crime, which seem to belong to the latter days, are strictly classified in metaphysics as some of the many features and forms of what is properly denominated, in extreme cases, moral idiocy. This mental disease at first shows itself in extreme sensitiveness, then in a loss of self-knowledge and of self-condemnation a shocking inability to see one's own faults, but an exaggerating sense of other people's. Unless this mental condition be overcome, it ends in a total loss of moral, intellectual, and spiritual discernment, and is characterized in this scripture, quote, the fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. End quote. 
this state of mind is the exemplification of total depravity and the result of sensuous mind in matter. Mind that is God is not in matter. And God's presence gives spiritual light wherein is no darkness. Whoever is mentally manipulating human mind and is not gaining a higher sense of truth by it is losing in the scale of moral and spiritual being and may be carried to the depths of perdition by his own consent. He who refuses to be influenced by any but the divine mind commits his way to God and rises superior to suggestions from an evil source. Christian science shows that there is a way of escape from the latter-day ultimatum of evil through scientific truth so that all are without excuse. Thank God this evil can be resisted by true Christianity. Divine love is our hope, strength, and shield. We have nothing to fear when love is at the helm of thought, but everything to enjoy on earth and in heaven. Christian scientists cannot watch too sedulously or bar their doors too closely or pray to God too fervently for deliverance from the claims of evil. Thus doing, scientists will silence evil suggestions, uncover their methods, and stop their hidden influence upon the lives of mortals. Rest assured that God in his wisdom will test all mankind on all questions. And then, if found faithful, he will deliver us from temptation and show us the powerlessness of evil, even its utter nothingness. Your means of protection and defense from sin are constant watchfulness and prayer that you enter not into temptation and are delivered from every claim of evil till you intelligently know and demonstrate in science that evil has neither prestige, power, nor existence, since God good is all in all. The increasing necessity for relying on God to defend us against the subtler forms of evil turns us more unreservedly to him for help and thus becomes a means of grace. If one lives rightly, every effort to hurt one will only help that one, for God will give the ability to overcome whatever tends to impede progress. 
The hour is imminent. Upon it lie burdens that time will remove. Just now, divine love and wisdom saith, Be still, and know that I am God. Do all Christian scientists see or understand the importance of that demand at the moment? When human wisdom is inadequate to meet the exigencies of the hour, and when they should wait on the logic of events? This is a crucial hour in which the coward and the hypocrite come to the surface to pass off, while the loyal at heart and the worker in the spirit of truth are rising to the zenith of success. The well done, good and faithful, spoken by our Master. As this consummation draws nearer, he who has shaped his course in accordance with divine science will endure to the end. As material knowledge diminishes and spiritual understanding increases, real objects will be apprehended mentally instead of materially. During this final conflict, wicked minds will endeavor to find means by which to accomplish more evil. But those who discern Christian science will hold crime in check. They will aid in the ejection of error. They will maintain law and order and cheerfully await the certainty of ultimate perfection. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Please announce the next hymn. Hymn number 296. 
Rouse ye, soldiers of the cross, and lift your banner high. Servants of a mighty cause, put sloth and slumber by. Rouse ye, rouse ye, face the foe. Rise to conquer death and sin. On with Christ to victory go. O side with God and win. Hymn number 296. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, September 1st, 2021. 
Welcome one and all. We have quite an amazing outreach from our church and it's primarily through our various websites. Many of them are in foreign languages. So as a result, the message from this church, God's inspired word, literally does go across the globe. And in fact, people from all over the world have indeed found our church. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. <clears throat> I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. On our English website, there's a couple of uh, items that I'd like to mention. One of them is our most recent issue of Forum Highlights can be found on the home page. And also I'd like to say for those of you who have subscribed to it, uh, it has been mailed to you and you should be getting it soon. And then there's another article on our carousel homepage entitled, Our Mission in the World is Individual by Martha Wilcox, where she goes into a wonderful explanation of Mrs. Eddy's instruction to pray mentally, meekly, and importunately. And it's a good article. I highly recommend it. Uh, join us every Sunday morning. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. Our Sunday school has a teleconference number of its own. And by reason of that, many of the students attend by telephone. And in fact, your child can also attend by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church. We'll give you the telephone number for the Sunday school and we would love to welcome your child there. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly request that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Uh, remember also that when you do so, we're gonna be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up so please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Linda. 
Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I'm very grateful for our daily watch selections that are posted each week for our study from the book 500 Watches by Gilbert Carpenter. This, is, this book is what led me to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, for they had it on their website, and it was considered, um, I can't think of the word, but they, not, the church did not support, the Boston church did not support it being published. Unauthorized. Unauthorized, thank you. And uh, I was so grateful to have found it. And I remember poring over it as it answered so many questions I had about practicing Christian science and so many other things I had no idea that answered so many questions to the things that I was seeing that I questioned, didn't understand. This week's A Watch instructs that we are not to compare ourselves with others, but to, quote, use God's idea of man as your standard of perfection, end quote. Just thought that was so beautiful. I'm so grateful to be learning that here. And one healing that I had since I was coming here was a, I used to have a very overwhelming desire just to remain in bed. I found it very hard to get up and would have this strong desire to go back once I was up. When I could, I would go back in the middle of the day. At the time, I was using a slogan that I had read in a book that said to do the next right thing. And so when it was difficult sometimes to make decisions or do some basic task, I would just use that. But during this time, I did come across the Plainfield website and I was working with a Plainfield practitioner and here I was learning to daily practice Christian science correctly, learning how to pray, and started to face several issues that had been overwhelming me. I began to attend the round tables and Bible studies provided here that gave very practical steps on how to practice Christian science daily. The Bible and Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy began to make more sense to me I'm also grateful for the many other books provided here on this website. I found ways that I could give back to the church by volunteering, and I joined the weekly watches. This was giving me a new purpose in constructive work for God and getting, my, getting out of myself. I spent many, many hours listening to audios day and night. I was learning how to use Christian science to handle negative emotions and thoughts and habits that were keeping me from feeling God's presence. I was learning to turn to God and prayer to know what the next thing to do that was right. This took a lot of work and strength and I had to stand up to a lot of things that I had not, I had allowed before. And this didn't happen overnight, but I'm not sure when this unnatural desire to stay in bed left. But I know now I enjoy being active, I'm happy, awake, and so grateful for my new work for God and the purpose of participating in the mission here to get out the correct teachings of Christian science and a true understanding of Mrs. Eddy and her place as Revelator. I am so grateful for Christ Jesus, our God, Mary Baker Eddy, and this church of my practitioner. Thank you. Nancy. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. 
I wish to express my gratitude for this service tonight and to Gary for his strong and powerful readings. I'm very grateful for this week's lesson on man. I was especially drawn to the following statement from Science and Health on page 399. Quote, the one mind, God, contains no mortal opinions. All that is real is included in this immortal mind. Unquote. This statement caused me to look further into what Mrs. Eddy says about human opinion. On page 192 of Science and Health, Mrs. Eddy states that human opinions are not spiritual. They come from the hearing of the ear, from corporeality instead of from principle, and from the mortal instead of from the immortal. And on page 280, she states, the only excuse for entertaining human opinions and rejecting the science of being is our mortal ignorance of spirit. Ignorance which yields only to the understanding of divine science. End quote. I was so grateful for these statements that helped me to counter human opinions that are seem to be bombarding all of us in the news and even in our conversations with others that would try to make us fearful, confuse us, or make us feel that we are helpless victims, holding us hostage to beliefs of so-called destructive weather, diseases, or unsettling world affairs. It was a great reminder to me that whenever I hear disturbing news or disturbing human opinions, to ask myself, who said that? If it's not good, it is not from God. And if it is not from God, it has no power over us. We do not have to accept it, and we are given the truth in Christian science to always counter these beliefs with what is really true. I am so grateful to our lesson writers and for all our weekly lessons, which give us much to think about and ponder and make practical in our daily life. I'm so very grateful for practitioner support, which is helping me in my understanding of Christian science and who I really am as God sees me. I'm so grateful to this church for all that it offers us. I am grateful to God for his ever-present love and guidance, for Christ Jesus, our way-shower, and for Mary Baker Eddy, the revelator of the pure Christian science we are being taught here. And I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Patricia from Canada, go ahead. Diary, early 1980s. My mother phoned saying that my father was in intensive care in a hospital. He'd had a heart attack, lost his memory, was babbling like a baby, and had developed shingles. The doctor said that he'd be in the hospital at least three to five weeks and his memory would never be right. I had planned to go home to visit them on the weekend, but Mom said, oh no, your dad won't recognize you. Mother asked me to pray hard for Dad, 
I replied I couldn't give Christian science treatment because Dad hadn't requested it of me and because he had chosen medical care. But I would pray about my own thought to make sure I was being spiritually supportive and then often healing does result. My mother, a minister's daughter, retorted, I don't care about any of that. I'm just telling you, pray hard. At first, I cried to think that my sweet father wouldn't recognize me. But then I thought, hey, I have dominion. My heavenly father can always recognize me. I asked God to show me what I needed to learn. And then I remembered a list of emotional defense mechanisms in man from a university psychology course that I drilled my mother on for an exam when I was 13 years old, and I felt led to pray about that list. Aggression, denial, identification, regression, repression, splitting, sublimation, and transfer. I used the dictionary and concordances to um, the Bible and the writings of Mary Baker Eddy in order to replace any negative concepts with spiritual truth. Aggression. Divine love is supportive, gentle, protective, etc. I vehemently refused to believe in aggressive animal magnetism and abruptly threw out that false belief as nothing. Dead still. Father called the next day to say that the doctors couldn't figure out what was going on. Instead of a three to five week stay, it would only be three or four more days. Mom, a medical nurse, said, please keep up whatever it is that you're doing. Next word, denial. Denial of reality isn't good, but divine love denies any possibility of limitation, decline, attack. Spirit denies the existence of matter. There's but one infinite, ever-conscious, ageless mind When I phoned my mother the next day, she reported that the doctors were surprised and couldn't understand what was going on, but they released Dad to go home, and he was mentally sound. So I went home to see my father on the weekend, as was originally planned. He did still have some symptoms of shingles, but after about one month, that problem disappeared too. I was very humbled by what I had just learned and praised God for his guidance. I'm very grateful for the precious Bible in science and health and for the vivacious, selfless efforts of the dear Plainfield Church and its practitioners to present and demonstrate Christian science healing to the world. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. Thank you, Gary, for those always necessary to remember readings. And over the years, those readings have made a great, particularly uh, uh, knowing how the, you how to watch your thinking and, and not to be drawn into be so self-concerned 
but instead to be watchful and strike them, strike them away by finding out what God would have you doing and be involved in good things. Well, uh, recently I wanted to give gratitude for uh, another unauthorized work we have here, Watches, Prayers, and Arguments, which are given by Mary Baker Eddy. And uh, I've always loved this since getting it. She has um, a watch that I use for my household, and it helped me just recently. She talks, it's called Mary Morning Prayer in Mrs. Eddy's Household on page 140. And she says, there's no, well, this is God's spiritual household. It goes on to say, there's no evil condition of thought that can argue or suggest or make any law to dominate or control me or intimidate or crush me or bring any evil to pass upon me or shut out my conscience any good. Well, that, there's several people in my household and that me included all of us. And it has helped me over the months. But recently I had a situation where one person in my household was very, very mad at, at me, and uh, and I was uh, I wanted to do the right thing. It's actually, my son, and so uh, I was trying to be principled, make sure he learned his lessons instead of softening his lessons, and uh, it wasn't helping as as quickly as I thought. But as yesterday. I realized that uh, this arguments were coming to him, creating an evil condition of thought that I was trying to protect our house from. And I needed to help me see read, that it wasn't him at all that was acting out. And it was this arguing that was going on, making him say and do things that I, I, I wouldn't have expected. And as soon as I realized that, it became like it was nothing. And I just felt a lot of love for him. Well, I could see it was nothing. I needed to do something. So I went and I bought his favorite things, which are a few donuts. Got home and gave it to him. And last evening was the first time in many months that he sat and had dinner with us, my wife and I. He was like, just wanted to stay there, right, with us and finish and uh be his kind self. So we've been given a great privilege to be able to see through, see the real man and see through any evil conditions or whatever attempts to trying to destroy someone and to end it. Because, you know, but we, we have to see that it's no part of them. God's pure, perfect ideas who just want good and do good. I thank God this church and Mary Baker Eddy for waking me up to this. Thank you. Thank you. Betty from California, go ahead. Get me off mute here. Thank you tonight for the music and for the timely reading. Um, I've given this testimony before about the healing of some family issues, particularly regarding my daughter-in-law, whom I now hold in much love. Uh, anger, resentment, tears, pride, and other manifestations of personal sense on my part have been healed with a lot of practitioner help 
and some bumps along the way. There were some times of learning to stand up to error and to stand up for what is right, as well as learning that God does indeed redeem his children. Tonight I'd like to share a bit more about the redeemed part. For weeks during the early part of this demonstration, I had been going around and around about what she, my daughter-in-law, had said or done during a particular time frame of this healing. Finally, I would just lay down exhausted to take a nap, and I remember saying, God, please help me. And in a few moments, I felt this feeling of God's love surround me, and then I would fall asleep. This happened three times, and I feel that this was the beginning of the process of healing. I felt that I had been redeemed by God, and I still do. At night before going to bed, I repeat verse 5 from Psalms 31 before going to sleep. Quote, Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. Unquote. I often think about how God redeemed me from this family issue and showed his love toward me and mine. I am grateful for all of the lessons learned through Christian Science as taught here in the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent and for the help of a practitioner, Plainfield practitioner. And on a side note, my husband keeps talking about how she has changed, but I know it wasn't she, it was me. Thank you and good night. Thank you. Shardell. Hello, and thank you for those outstanding readings. I would like to offer my gratitude this evening for a combination of what I will call events from new awareness. Due to practitioner support, classes, services, our website, lesson sermons, and study, I'm doing a little better job at following the first commandment and keeping, keeping my covenant with God. I feel this is unfolding more because of the things that come to me in unexpected ways. For instance, I will open a book written by Mrs. Eddy or one of the early workers and a passage will appear that I have been working with or applies to a prayer or watch that I have been using. Also, we have been taught to radiate God's love wherever we go, and the most surprising and lovely encounters will occur that bring joy all around. Things happen that bring happiness, like dog sitting for a few days for a most precious dog. I am very grateful for learning to listen to God and stay in the secret place of the Most High. Thank you and good evening to all. Thank you. Dale. Dale from Virginia, go ahead. Thank you very much for those readings on the endurance of the faithful. 
I love the words you read from Mrs. Mrs. Eddy's miscellaneous writings. Quote, mind that is God is not in matter. And God's presence gives spiritual light, wherein is no darkness. End quote. This was certainly exemplified in last night's watch, using hymn 314, with the instruction to lift up thine eyes, behold, illumined by love's transforming light, God's mana, God's blessings manifold. The words in this hymn give us the practical ways to think and act to en enable us to behold these blessings. Mrs. Eddy tells us in Sights and Health to look away from the body into truth and love, the principle of all happiness, harmony, and immortality. Hold thought steadfastly to the enduring, the good, and the true, and you will bring these into your experience proportionably to their occupancy of your thoughts. That's page 261. We have the powerful example of Christ Jesus beholding man as God's child, his image and likeness, seeing him as perfect, and he was. And Mary Baker Eddy, as told in a practitioner's testimony entitled A Powerful Treatment Found in Mrs. Eddy's Hymn, included in today's daily email, healed someone at the point of death in a hospital by using the truths in her hymn, Blessed Christmas Morn. By seeing this person as a, quote, gentle beam of living love and deathless life, end quote. They were totally healed. From my own experience, when refusing to consider matter or mortal mind thoughts and asking God to show me the truth. Wonderful things have happened. Things that seemed miraculous and not of my doing. God will show us these things when we lift our eyes to him. If anyone has not had the opportunity to hear Peter and Faith singing God's Blessings Manifold, it can be accessed on the website under Readings and Music, then scroll to Songs That Warm Our Hearts, then down to Peter and Faith to find the recording. It is a holy experience. Thank you so much for this meeting tonight with all the testimonies and the beautiful music. Thank you. Gary. Good evening, everyone. I'm just very grateful that Christian Science Heals. And it's Christian Science Healing that is going to attract the world to this truth. I was thinking of an experience I had a while ago. I awoke very early in the morning feeling sick to my stomach and nauseous and felt like curling up in a ball and just staying right there in bed. But I remembered what Mrs. Eddy wrote in Science and Health about that when the symptoms of disease first appear, 
We're not supposed to curl up in a ball and stay in bed. We're supposed to rise in rebellion against them. So even though I didn't feel like it, I got up, started to read our lesson sermon. And after doing that, for just a minute, I could start to feel God's healing presence. One of the thoughts that was very comforting to me was that there is no law of God that says anyone ever has to be sick. So I finished reading the lesson. I asked God to give me the strength to do whatever he wanted me to do, and I trusted him. Well, apparently he had a lot for me to do because I had a very full day. I even did some hard physical work. And the remarkable thing was, and I remember this very distinctly, when I finished the day, I felt stronger and healthier and more refreshed than I had ever felt during the day. God had healed me of all the symptoms I had earlier that day. So I thank God for Christian science as taught and lived in this church. It has certainly proved to me that God heals. I'm grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for giving us, for discovering and revealing to all mankind this healing truth. And I'm grateful that it is available to everyone. So good to be with you all tonight. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful to be a member of this church and, for, and to be studying Christian science here. A few of us watched a movie about the story of Ruth from the Bible the other night. Seeing it in movie form helped me to get more out of it. It gave me much more appreciation for the fact that it is not a mark against anyone if they go through difficult times or if it takes a while to find the place where God wants us. It took me nearly 40 years to come to the church, but all that time was necessary for me to be ready to be here and to truly appreciate it. Through the fact that God guided me all the way here, just as he brought Ruth and countless others to the place where he had for them, I can have full trust that he is likewise doing that for all people everywhere now. I'm so grateful for this and for everything I've been learning here in Plainfield. Thank you. Thank you. Lil. Thank you very much for those wonderful readings. I'm so grateful to be learning when a thought comes very strongly to do something, to listen and obey. God is always guiding us. I had a proof of this a few years ago. One day at church, I kept getting a thought to check the front doors to be sure they're locked. I remembered locking them a day earlier, but since it kept coming, I followed through and checked them. As I opened the doors, I looked to the left and found a box that had been left on the landing. I brought it in to be checked out. I thanked God for his message to be learning to obey him always. He is always guiding us to be a blessing. 
there is no limit to his good. I'm so grateful to God, Mary Baker Eddy, and Christ Jesus for giving us this perfect way of life, Christian Science. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce. I also would like to uh, say how much the watching point on the website meant to me, as Mitch, Linda had mentioned earlier, because it talks about don't make comparisons with other people and justify yourself thinking you're better than some other person, therefore you've got to be pretty good. That's not a good way to go about things. In fact, there was a time when I was really struggling with Christ Jesus' instruction where he says, be therefore perfect even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. And stand back and think, perfect? That sounds like a pretty tall order. But one thing that helped me immensely is something that Mary Baker Eddy gave us in Science and Health where she said, we should form perfect models in thought and look at them continually if we wish to carve them out in grand and noble lives. And I had an experience, this was quite a number of years ago, where I was working with a group of people and it was, this comparison thing was like very prevalent. You know, somebody's done better or somebody else has done worse by comparison. And now then the accusations come out. And I can remember before the, I started my work that day, I said, Dear Father, what is this perfect model that I need to hold in thought? And what came to me was, the perfect model is that you can listen to me, God. You know, you don't have to go out of your own devices and somehow figure out perfection by human efforts. You just be calm and humble and listen to me. And then if you do that, and follow my guidance as best you see it, you'll be doing okay. And you don't have to worry about who's better than who or who's less. And as it ended up, it, they turned out pretty good because there was one time when one person started to talk about some things that I'd done in a negative way. And I don't know where the words came from, but I had a chance to say something that... Uh, to turn the whole thing around without being accusational in return. And as a result, this person that was trying to do the accusing looked like a fool for even doing it in the first place. And it came to an end. So I sat there humbly thanking God that he did guide me and that I did hear what I needed to say and uh, things worked out so well. And it just goes to show that God is the perfect one and who are we? His reflection. Let's remember that. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. I just want to say a couple of things. Thank you so much for the readings. I find Matthew 24 and Luke 21 always encouraging and comforting. Jesus is warning us and at the same time comforting us at the end with all the promises. If we do right, what will happen? Tonight, throughout the testimonies, are all attesting to what God wants us to do, to listen to Him. And I, right now, it seems like so many different testimonies. 
but from rudimental, I just saw um, which testimony is correct. And the answer is the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. So it's God we look to, we listen for his voice and he does direct. I'm so grateful to learn what Christ Jesus taught, what Mrs. Seddy has explained to the whole world. And I'm grateful to be learning more and more what it means to practice Christian science. Happy to be here tonight. Thanks for the readings again. Thanks for the music and the hymns as well. I'm grateful, very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Um, I'll read several things tonight. The first from our church website bulletin board, Pennsylvania. Thank you for the wonderful Wednesday service tonight. That was last week, which was unspoiled by whatever interference occurred. How lovely that Bruce's excellent readings were uninterrupted. Gary's testimony about the church seemed especially powerful and other testimonies were wonderful as well. And then this is an excerpt from the one from Illinois. Um, the calendar message, quote, let us be thankful for health and competence and above all for a quiet conscience, end quote, by Isaac Walton. A reminder is a reminder to me that I must keep my Christ consciousness and not let anything ruffle my thoughts. Very grateful. And then Canada. Thank you for the Love is the Liberator magazine with the theme of Be Not Afraid. The magazine is just one full healing message of love for everyone who may have the opportunity to read it, either through their subscription or on the website where it is freely given. Reading through the magazine has brought me a sense of calmness and peace. We are given so much to strengthen our thoughts to be obedient to the divine instruction of Christ Jesus, to be not afraid, only believe. Finally, the magazine ends with a wonderful article and a short verse, both of which are attributed to Mrs. Eddy. How fitting. Much appreciation to the team at Plainfield who worked together to give us this gift. Thank you. And then Virginia. One morning this week, I awoke in the very early morning hours with these words in my thought. Today is the gift of God. Only good reigns here. I then thought, thank you, Father, Mother, that you are here always to answer every need. I will hear no other voices. I will heed no other call. Truth is always at my doorstep. Later after rising, during my, doing my daily watch and spending time in prayer, I looked at the daily email from this church. It included a testimony from a practitioner in this church and was entitled, God's Day, His Plan. I'm very grateful for the oneness of mind, God, and the comfort that gives whenever and wherever we may be. Um, this was an email from Tennessee. I think from someone new. Thank you so much for your website. That is so helpful. I needed some information today and I took a look at the information you have posted. What a blessing. 
Thanks for being there for me. And then this from Florida. Thank you for all the wonderful resources you supply online. Also the recent forum that arrived in the mail. Quote, the sound in the mulberry tree, end quote, by Charles Spurgeon was so helpful and a lesson needed in waiting for God before plowing ahead without with any decision. Recently, we received a monetary blessing, and the Holy Spirit whispered to share the blessing of you. What blesses one blesses all. <clears throat> Mrs. From Mrs. Eddy. Thank you again for blessing us with the light and love you so freely share in gratitude and with joy. And then from England. Thank you for the lesson sermon this week on man. The portions from Ezekiel really made me think of Plainfield, especially chapter 11, verse 17. Quote, Thus saith the Lord, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel, end quote. And, quote, I will be to them as a little sanctuary in the countries where they shall come, end quote. Much gratitude to Plainfield for sending out loving thoughts to the world with its broadcasts and websites. Much gratitude and love to all of you. And then this is a testimony from England. Thank you so much for the wonderful roundtable on Sunday. It was so inspiring to finally hear a church have the courage to speak the truth. I'm going to listen again it was, as it was such a powerful 55 minutes. I agreed with everything, especially how important it is that we are all working and not just reliant on a practitioner. I just wanted to say how very grateful I am to everyone at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent and how grateful I am to have discovered you all about a year ago. Through listening to most of your live services, and many of the recorded services and discussions, as well as numerous articles and other recordings, so beautifully read, I am now also able to say how incredibly grateful I am to our dear leader, Mrs. Eddy. Despite having been raised in a wonderful, loving Christian science household, I never appreciated what Mrs. Eddy achieved, nor what she overcame to achieve it. To my shame, I never really gave her much thought at all. And the first time I read Science and Health, when she talks about having been treated unfairly, I actually thought she might be exaggerating. It is through listening, mostly to the roundtables, that I began to get a sense of the gift that she gave to the world in Christian science. I also glimpsed something of her achievement in doing so, and some of the challenges that she battled, never losing her love for God and for all humanity, especially her enemies. I've gained so much from reading the articles on the Plainfield website by those who lived and worked with or were taught by Mrs. Eddy, and these have been so helpful. Through listening to you, I heard about the Longyear Museum 
and have watched many of the museum's films about her life and struggles. These films are so well done and really helped me understand how difficult things got. From becoming a widow and facing homelessness to a court case claiming she was mentally unfit, time and again she rose above it all, meeting every challenge with dignity, faith, and love. Finally, and reading a book called We Knew Mary Baker Eddy helped me gain a clear picture of what she was like to be with and to learn from. Through reading this book in particular, my love and deep respect for our leader has become solid and tangible. Thank goodness for the dedicated people who work to collect all the memoirs. Christian science gives us opportunity to enjoy life with such incredible freedom, literally free from fear of sin, disease, and death. And I quickly realized that one reason for the intense and almost immediately backlash against Mrs. Eddy and her movement was that the mass population is at least profitable when healthy and without fear at a time when big industries were discovering the potential for vast profits. Christian science must have posed quite the threat as it spread like wildfire across the world. It is little wonder there have been such sustained attempts to dishonor its founder and leader and I am sorry that I let these efforts affect my own view. I am so very grateful to the Plainfield Church for educating me and helping me see the truth. Your work is truly life-changing. Much love to you all from England. I'm very grateful tonight, too, for those strong readings, something we need to hear. It had many directives as to what to do in these rather troublesome times because we're all asking what we can do to help make this world a better place, a place where peace and love, the reign of Christ, is happening. One thing that I have been doing recently, which I'm very grateful for, it's come to me, is uh, spending time every day just with the textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, and also with Prose Works. I read it, and I also listen um, to it on audio. We have such good readers in our church. It's so healing to hear Mrs. Eddy's text being read, as well as to read and study it. I find this to be very, very healing. I take just a small section at a time and stay with it, sometimes listening to it several times until I really feel like I am just saturated in that truth. In the preface of Science and Health, excuse me, the preface of Miscellaneous Writings, Mrs. Eddy says this, to preserve a long course of years, still and uniform, amid the uniform darkness of storm and cloud and tempest, requires strength from above, deep drafts from the fount of divine love. I have found that turning to her writings earnestly with my whole heart has been getting deep drafts from divine love inspiration has been so healing 
I'm so grateful for all that is made available on our website to help heal a world. Certainly grateful to be with you all tonight and have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, uh, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 312. Soldiers of Christ, arise and put your armor on, strong in the strength which God supplies through his eternal Son. Stand then in his great might with all his strength endued, and take to arm you for the fight the panoply of God. In number 312.